1: What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday, June 1st, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Nick Costco, and we have a special show for you today as I'm going to welcome in Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham coming off a Pac-12 championship in 2021. Coach Whittingham and the Utah Utes looking to repeat in 2022, and there's more to it than than just that compared to last season. College football playoff is on the mind of Coach Whittingham and the Utah football program. Now the Pac-12 is on the rise throughout The entire conference, the elimination of divisions. Utah is right in the thick of things, looking to repeat as conference champions and make it to the final four by season's end. Great conversation with Coach Whittingham. So, here is that get all of your insight on Utah football with Coach Kyle Whittingham. Pleased to be joined now by Utah football head coach Kyle Whittingham. Coach, first of all, it's a pleasure to have you on. Pac-12 champions. It's got to feel good. Uh, just before we dive back into last year and, of course, going into 2022 and what's ahead for your program, got to look back. Spring practice. How did that go for you guys this year, knowing that you have all these expectations now after winning a Pac-12 title? And now it seems like there's a target on your back a little bit.
2: Yeah, I guess so. You could, you could say that, and, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, the you know, if you win the win the conference, then obviously everyone's gunning for you. But I felt our guys handled it very good in spring football, very well. They they uh, seemed uh, very grounded. No. Lack of work ethic, no drop off in in uh, you know their concentration and focus. So all indications during spring was that uh, we're handling it the right way. And you know we as a coaching staff have preached to these guys that that uh, it's harder to stay on top than it is to get to the top. And so we've got a a challenge right now to try to maintain. And and uh, our guys uh, seem to be receptive to that. And uh, looking forward to uh, getting the season underway in in uh, not too long a time frame.
1: What's been the message to your guys, knowing that again it it's better to it, it, it almost like you guys thrive. Under the, in that underdog role, but now that you guys had that title, you, know, you you finally went over the mountaintop. What's been the message to those guys throughout the spring?
2: Well, just because you know, don't forget what got you there. You know, maintain that same work ethic, maintain, uh, you know, just your dedication, your commitment, your your accountability to the program, all all the things that are in place in our culture that were enable us to get to where we're at. Keep doing that. You know, you can't. You can't think you've arrived just because you had a little bit of success. And and uh, everyone in the conference is a moving target. Everyone's getting better, and so you got to get better right along with them.
1: So one of the one of the guys I wanted to ask you about was quarterback Cam Rising. Now he basically had his coming out party in that Rose Bowl, put him on put him on the national stage. Of course, it made him a national star. What's been his progression from twenty twenty one into twenty twenty two? Knowing that he had the, the success that you wanted him to have, he got you guys to the top of the conference, but. It seems like there's a little bit more he can do, at least from a team perspective. What are your thoughts on him?
2: Well, he's uh, if if spring is any indication, he has got the exact right mindset. In fact, even prior to spring, he's in the film room virtually every day, uh, watching film, figuring out ways where he can get better. Um, and he's a you know he's a guy that's very driven, uh, great leader for us. You know, he is the leader of the leaders, I guess you could say, and uh, really a guy that that uh, we count on to be uh, the one that sets the standard and sets the bar. And uh, then he once he sets it, he demands that everyone live. Up to that. It's not like, uh, you know, he's non vocal. He's very vocal, and the players really rally around him.
1: Now, when you mentioned he's vocal, and that's usually a good thing for a guy who has his, the success he's had on the field, and of course the fact that he's established himself as a leader. So, how do you see those guys gravitating towards him? And I mean, Obviously, he is the quarterback, so naturally he can become a leader, but what what have you noticed from these guys and his teammates gravitating towards him as he's developed now even off the field? As you mentioned, you know, he's always in the film room, so what have you seen over the past couple of months?
2: You know, well, he's got the respect of every single person in this program, let alone his teammates. I mean, everyone in the building, just through his work ethic, how he conducts his business, uh, and he's an alpha dog in every sense of the word. He has that it factor that you look for in a quarterback, that uh, something you can't teach, uh, but he's got it. And he's, he's got that ability to make everybody around him better, which is really, in our estimation, the mark of a, a truly great player.
1: Now, before we dive into the 2022 season, what's coming up, But we'll get more into this as well, but I wanted to ask you about the Pac-12 itself now. Again, Lincoln-Riley, USC, UCLA's on the right. It seems like everybody is now coming upward. There's an upward trajectory to everybody in the Pac-12 right now. And it comes on the heels of you guys breaking the mold, so to speak, where it wasn't Oregon. Oregon's going for their third straight Pac-12 title last year. You guys beat them twice last year. Do you guys still feel underrated, even though you're the defending Pac-12 champions, Oregon resets, USC is basically a shiny new toy. We've seen what UCLA does. And what's What's the mentality there now?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if we feel disrespected because, uh, you know, we we've seen, uh, you know, hopefully our players haven't paid much attention to it, but there's some, there's some lofty expectations out there in the, in the media and, and, and some of these polls that have come out. And so, uh, You know, I don't think that, uh, we're in that mindset where, where we feel slighted at all. We just know that, uh, as you mentioned, everyone in this league seems to be getting better. Uh, there's some really good coaches in this league and there's some programs that have very strong brands and, and national recognition, Oregon and, and USC that you mentioned. And so, uh, we still have, uh, I guess you could say somewhat of that underdog feel to us. But, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we're the, we're the champs and so everyone's gunning for us.
1: I love that mentality. Now, speaking of Pac-12 and these divisions, it, the rule was recently passed now where there's no more divisions, so it's the top two teams in the league. Do you prefer that now? And I, it seems like more and more people, whether they're coaches, players, administrators, it seems that like they're getting on board with the idea of, you know, divisions were nice for a while, but now that we can just make it one whole conference, make it the top two teams that play for our conference title, are you on board with this idea?
2: Yeah, I you know, I don't want to say reluctantly on board, but you know, if I had my druthers, I'd rather... Uh, be in divisions but only if you know it's all about the cfp all about making it to the cfp and this obviously gives you a little greater opportunity to do that you know it may not you know how much greater who knows but but you're going to get the two best teams in the championship game but uh you know, if there was a, an automatic qualifying bid for everyone that won their conference, then I think we wouldn't even consider changing from the divisional format to a, to just one big conference. But uh, now, you know, you look at it, it is a little more difficult to reach the championship game because you don't have to be one of the best six teams in your conference you, or, or in your division. You have to be, you know, two of the best 10 teams. And so that's uh, a little more difficult but uh when you look at the rationale as to why we went to that and what the uh you know what we're trying to accomplish it makes perfect sense
1: Take a quick break when we come back we'll get more on your thoughts of course on the pac 12 don't go away hey i'm brett podolsky So, coach, you know, we, we we've mentioned it a couple times now about what makes you guys, you know, still you you don't feel disrespected, but you still have that underdog mentality. And I mentioned before how you know Oregon hired Dan Lanning, USC hired uh, Lincoln Riley. We've seen what Chip Kelly's done at USC, or excuse me, at UCLA. So there's a bunch of teams that are on the rise in that upper trajectory, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago. But what brings you guys back to the table into the forefront of the Pac-12 in 2022? What makes you guys? What makes the Utah Utes the team to beat in 2022?
2: Well, I'd say it starts off with uh, a bunch of really good returning players. You know, we took some hits, obviously, as everyone did with graduation. Uh, Devin Lloyd, first round draft choice, tremendous player. Britt Covey, uh, the all time leading punt returner in the, you know, in the school history and, and a terrific receiver. So we did lose our fair share of, of uh, talented guys, but we got a lot coming back. And it, and it all starts with a first team all conference quarterback. And that's a great starting point and a great nucleus to build from. And, and uh, you talk about the other things we have going for us. The, the running back position seems to be uh, another. Seem to be it is it is very well stocked and, and that room is is absolutely uh, solid the tight end position maybe as good as there is in the country with Dalton Kincaid and Brandt Keithy those two guys are spectacular uh, offensive line lost a couple starters but we got so many good young players in the program and and uh, that'll be a key offensively is how quickly those guys are able to develop through summer and through fall camp uh, defensively we got all the pieces in place except for the two inside linebackers you know we got the secondary coming back virtually intact the defensive line uh, we you know we lost Mika Fu our, our defensive end but but other Otherwise, the the front and the back end is uh, very experienced and and, uh, very talented. It'll just depend on how those inside linebackers uh, can develop and become, you know, as productive as Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell, were. you know, even though Devin was the, the first round draft choice, Nephi Sewell was right on his heels as far as productivity. And so we lost a, a bunch of pro- production at the linebacker position and how quickly those guys can uh, pick up the slack and uh, step in and fill those shoes. That will determine how good we are on defense.
1: So certainly that that seems to be the biggest question mark on defense, but if there are one, maybe two guys that maybe people aren't paying attention to, on your football team, these under-the-radar guys. And we we talked about before, quarterback Cam Rising. Everyone knows who he is at this point. If there's one or two guys on your team that are under the radar, no one's really talking about, maybe not getting respected or the love they should, who are those guys?
2: I would say offensively, it's Devon Bailey, our wide receiver, who's terrific uh, and a big time talent. He's just been nagged by uh, injuries, uh, nothing major, but just things that have kept him off the field. He was able to get through spring ball completely unscathed and had a tremendous spring. He's six, five uh, or six, four two hundred and ten 210 pounds, runs a sub four, forty basketball background. So he goes up and gets that contested ball up the field. And so he's a guy that has a huge upside that, that I think a lot of guys in the conference really probably don't know much about him. Uh, defensively, I don't know if you'd say under the radar, but our two freshmen that played so well for us, Junior Tafuna and Cole Bishop, uh, Junior Tafuna, our, our defensive tackle. And uh, I guess the league recognized him because he was the freshman defensive player of the year, but uh, he's got a, a ton of improvement that he can make and, and his ceiling is is uh, way up there. And then Cole Bishop, true freshman that came in and played so well at safety for us, uh, 6'2", about 210 pounds and, and just a, an absolute phenom at that safety position
1: so coach one more for you you're you're 144 and 70s ahead coach finally get that Pac-12 title you've been at Utah for quite a while now I mean you are Utah football it seems like but you mentioned the college football playoff before and I find that very fascinating, considering the Pac-12 has been not shut out of the of the Final Four, but it's been a struggle for them in terms of you know compared to the SEC, the Big Ten, obviously some of the Big Twelve teams as well. I mean, what, what do you guys have to do to get to that College football playoff? What does the Pac-12 have to do? I mean, is this the year where again we mentioned all these all these new pieces and the, there's a new flair to the conference? How can the Pac-12, particularly you guys, finally get over that hill? Get over that mountaintop. That is the college football pluff. Get there and possibly win a national championship. It seems like you guys are on that short list of the teams that actually have a chance to win it all here in 2022.
2: Well, in a word, win. I mean, that's what you got to do. And uh, I believe our conference is more balanced than any conference in the country Uh, from top to bottom. As you mentioned, we got so many uh, programs that are on the rise and we have a tendency to cannibalize each other. And uh, that somehow that can't happen. There's got to be that team that uh, goes unscathed or maybe one loss at the most and the last several years we haven't been able to do that you know we've had a you know the majority of our champions have had a couple losses you know two or three and so really you've gotta you've got to have a, a record that is uh nearly perfect and uh it's been hard to do in the pac 12 because like i said there's there's so many good teams and there are no weeks off you know in the pac 12 it's a challenge every single week and so we just have to have that breakout team that that has one of those years that that is special and that uh you know like i said 11 uh, one. Probably would do it, but it may not. You know, 12-0 would definitely do it. But 11-1 uh, and 1 certainly is is uh, probably the, the, the minimal that we have to uh, achieve.
1: He is head coach Kyle Whittingham of the Utah Utes. Coach, I really appreciate the time as always. Good luck this season. I look forward to watching you guys defend that Pac-12 title here in 2022.
2: Okay, Nick, appreciate you having me on. Thank you.
1: Big thanks to Utah coach Kyle Winningham and of course, good luck to the Utes in 2022 as they look to repeat as Pac-12 champions. That's going to do it for me. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at NickCosco59 N-I-C-K-K-O-S-K-O-5-9 on Twitter. Be sure to follow 247 Sports on Twitter as well. And be sure to download, rate, and subscribe to the College Football Daily wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple or wherever the case may be that'll do it for me we'll see you next time right here on the college football daily
2: the baseball season is in full swing which means you need to listen to fantasy
1: baseball today part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network